Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. And tonight we're going to talk about DBs, and I'm not talking about my co-hosts. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? No, I'm excited to talk DBs today. As a fellow DB, defensive back, um, I look forward to bringing what I learned and experienced on the field to this podcast, something that you could never do. Wow. Um, <clears throat> the experience that I had through eighth grade at Noblesville Football World far outdo whatever you did up there in the armpit of indiana uh speaking of the armpit and another db uh with us as as usual is uh our producer seth um i made an lb joke about him last week i'll make a db joke about him this week um because believe it or not he did play defensive back as well in high school uh and if you haven't done it already because we're still talking about high school football go ahead and block him on twitter it's at seta5 s-e-t-a-h-5 what's up seth this this aggression will not stand, man. Like <laughs> the aggression towards what? Towards your, your region of the state? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You just you know who's from that area? Two one nine. Great people. Two one nine. Really? Two with steel in their veins and the dunes in their hearts. I have well, no idea. Man. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. the only two things we have going for us. Yep. Um We'll leave it there. Some of the people that listen to us might listen to him. And then, I, I, you know, who knows? Um, cool. Well, either way, let's talk about some uh, defensive backs. And uh, due to our incredible scheduling, you know, because we planned this out perfectly. We did a whole spreadsheet. We've got everything ready to go for the whole season. And uh, somehow we screwed up dates. And now we're going to punch together our secondary and the special teams into one special pod. So a good two for one for you. Uh, to start off, usually got to pay extra for that cotton. Usually do. That's correct. Um, yeah. To start off your junior, we'll give you a double, double for one, a BOGO. Um, but before we do that, Brandon, any updates uh, on the uh, football side here? Two. And interesting that we're talking secondary today because we added a secondary player, Louis Moore. Uh, could be Lewis, um, but I'm going to call him Louis because it just sounds better. Of course. Yeah, Louis Moore. Um, from Mesquite, Texas, and Navarro Community College. Um, this college, community college did not ring a bell, despite me loving Last Chance U. Um, and this guy has an interesting story. 6'1", 180-pound wide receiver. But like some things that happened at community college, they needed DBs. So he went and played corner. And guess what? He was a beast. Uh, quickly became all conference. I think he got 
I don't know, all region or something. They don't really have all Americans or they have multiple all Americans. Um, junior college is weird how they kind of give accolades, but he pretty much won like every accolade in his first year ever at DB. He played quarterback in high school. Like this guy's kind of just an athlete. Um, no real offers to know really, but I don't know. He's kind of a wild card and he has multiple years to play. So, I mean, I'm kind of excited to see where this guy kind of turns up because I mean, late bloomer is not, doesn't even really encapsulate it. The guy's played one year of defense and pretty much was an absolute stud. So that's the skinny on Louie Moore. Um, did I cover all the bases there? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you mentioned uh, kind of like what he is. Like he's intriguing for sure. And he's also just like a, he's a, he's a fill in piece. We needed to fill a scholarship spot. We needed some uh, depth in the safety position. Um, he's a wild card. Yeah, who knows what he's going to do? And it doesn't, it, I don't think it really even matters at this point. I mean, we kind of can treat a lot of these late commitments or, or late transfers almost as like a cherry on top. Well, yeah, I was going to go with like kind of a pro comparison, almost like a one-year deal kind of, kind of thing. Like he doesn't have a one-year deal, but like, what, what do they call it? What's the nickname for the prove it, the prove it deal. Basically. Hey, let's keep this guy around. We'll give him one year. We'll see what he can do. Um, you know, and, and he's, he knows he's, I'm sure he's a smart kid. He knows if he'll find out pretty quick, if he's going to make an impact here or not, or if he wants to stick around either way, it doesn't hurt the program. So, um, why not take a chance on him? So, right. I mean, absolutely. There's nothing to lose in this situation. Um, th- so according to Matt Weaver in 247, he has three years remaining. Um, he will start out, um, kind of at nickel corner, but they're open to playing him all over the secondary. So I said he was a corner. You said safety. You're both right, according to Matt Weaver. Um, we probably just read different articles. Um, but, yeah, it looks like uh, he's going to start out at the nickel, but then just they're just going to plop him wherever and see kind of where he fits best in a 4-2-5. Yeah. Anything else we got on there before we, we dive into the secondary? Definitely. I mean, it, really funny. I didn't see this on Twitter. I kind of missed it over the holiday weekend. But you want to add a quarterback every round of recruiting. And we got our quarterback, um, Brock Lowry um, from Canfield, Ohio, 6'3", so good height, 195. So he can definitely build into his, uh, build, build into his height. Um, the biggest offer is Iowa State. So, not, I mean, then a bunch of MAC offers. So... Um, not that highly rated as a three-star. He is a top a thousand, um, but you know, nowhere near uh, kind of what uh, Sorbsby ended up being and what McCulley was before that. Uh, but again, um, Brock Lowry, we'll see. He's from Ohio. He's an Ohio kid. Uh, don't know a lot about him. He's a little bit of a scrambler, not a huge arm, but extremely accurate. Um, plays in a tough division is, is kind of what everyone said is the guy just kind of wins. It seems to be a little bit of a lazy comparison, but they're like giving them Peyton Ramsey scouting types, like can run, got a good enough arm. Um, pretty much everything you read about Peyton Ramsey coming out of 
Though he came out of Moeller, didn't he? Yeah, he came, he was winning state titles and, and stuff. Um, so I mean, m- bigger school accolades, but at least like scouting report, it's reading like Peyton Ramsey. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Um, you know, the quarterback position we we've talked about this already a few pods ago is is could be really deep. Could be really deep. I mean, I I am so intrigued by Sorbsy. I know you are too. Um, as a true freshman, I don't think he'll see the field, and hopefully he doesn't. And I mean that the nicest way possible. But um, you know, he could be a starter for four years, three year, two year. Like there could be big time depth there. Who knows? So um, the one, the, there's two things that I'm excited about in these, and then and then we'll jump into the defensive backs because I know it's it's a meaty uh, meaty position group considering we play a four two five. But basically, Louis Moore spent one night with Taiwan Mullen and was like, holy cow, I love it here. Yeah. Like, that. that's one thing that as we talk about um, building a culture and building a team, like, he said in his commitment stories, like, hey, I spent time with Taiwan and I quickly realized, like, Indiana is the place I want to be at. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's just awesome hearing that. Um, you know, I mean... Obviously, I think we all think this is Taiwan's last year, but um, what he's done to the program on and off the field eh, is hard to really put a value to it. It's, it's you know, so that was awesome. And then um, kind of go to Brock Lowry. Uh, this is who Walt Bell targeted. Walt, Walt Bell went to go see him in a work workout. Walt Bell brought him to campus. Walt Bell got him to commit. Um, Kevin Wilson's biggest problem is he was never able to find high-end consistent quarterback play slash recruits. Um, pretty exciting that Walt Bell locked onto his guy, went and got him, and got him before training camp even started. Because the quarterback recruits, that well dries up pretty dang quickly. Um, so, and, you know, how many times do we sit here like, oh, I don't got a quarterback yet. Don't have a quarterback yet. Um, that That was one thing that I took out of that is, Walt found his guy, got his guy onto the, onto the next. Yeah. Um, so it would have been a perfect transition had you continued to talk about Taiwan Mullen and we could have got right into where we were going to start the defensive backs. But I appreciate all the information as always because I did zero prep on that part. But I did do tons of prep on this part. Uh, let's talk about secondary. Team. That's right. Uh, I would say it's the, is it the most? No, not really. I don't know. I was going to say it's probably the deepest position we've got because we've got so many players that can play everywhere. So we'll just kind of get into it. I'm like what they're listed at. I would, I would almost not even call them corners and safeties, uh, but I think we can separate them. I want up you. This is the best cornerback tandem in the big 10. And I'd put it up with the best top 10. Maybe I haven't done enough research, possibly top 10 in the entire country when you have Jalen Williams and Taiwan Mullen lined across each other. I think you'd be very hard pressed to find two corners, too many teams that have that many good corners on their team. Seth outside perspective. I got nothing coming to the top of my mind. I would obviously think that whoever Alabama and Clemson throw out there will probably be yeah. future NFL players. But aside from that, there's nobody who's really like Cincinnati last year where what Kobe Bryant and uh, yeah. Gardner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, but yeah, I'd say top 10 is probably right. And I hate to admit that. <laughs> yeah. Two solid guys. Let's start with Taiwan Mullen. Um, you know, senior, I guess 
is where he's at. He's got to have one more year to play if he wants it. I uh, don't think he does if he gets through the season without getting hurt. Last year was really tough when we played seven games, uh, but was coming off of a massive 2020 season. Uh, obviously, that was a shortened season as well. First team All-American, first team All-Big Ten, uh, career highs and everything across the board, sacks, picks, um, the whole nine yards. I mean, the guy was was out of this world incredible. Uh, had he been eligible in 2020, which – um, selfishly, thank God he wasn't, um, he would have been gone. So, uh, stinks. He had such a rough year last year, but ready for a bounce back year with Taiwan here. So Brandon, anything else you want to add on, on Taiwan Mullen, the star of the room? I would like to believe people come here to be, find out information to be entertained. I, everyone knows if you're listening to this podcast, you know, Taiwan Mullen, I yeah. have nothing to add. No. Um, and then uh, as we've already hinted, Jalen Williams, big play Jay, uh, his final year of eligibility, 2021 honorable mention, big 10. I think he's outside of, um, maybe monster got some sort of accolades. He didn't, uh, in conference, he's the only one on, in the defensive side of the, uh, defensive backfield that got any sort of accolades from the big 10 or, or anything bigger last year. Again, injuries everywhere across the board back there. Um, Jalen Williams senior coming in, no interceptions last year, uh, 11 passes defended again, coming off of a monster 2020 season. Um, hopefully can replicate again, what's going on there. But again, with Jalen, you know, we know where he plays best. He's if we had to pick, I mean, who's, who's, who comes to mind? And I've got one with on the Colts actually, that comes to mind whenever I think of Jalen Williams, do you have somebody that comparison NFL wise? I'm thinking Kenny Moore when I Ooh, think Jalen Interesting. Williams. Just because okay. he's better in the slot. He's better as that nickel corner, I think, than he is on a one-on-one corner. But we'll see what he does this year. Maybe they line up our boy as the outside guy and run run Jalen on the inside like he used to. But any uh, anything else you want to add? He is on one of Jaylen? the most fun people to just, like, watch on TV. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be one of these football guys like, oh, I, I never watch the ball. I watch, I can, I can see the play develop, but if you're, if you are fortunate enough to like catch that, man, is he just, cause like in 2020, you knew he was intercepting the ball. Like he was just in such great position all the time. Um, he's just a really fun player to watch. And uh, again, he was one of the few bright spots on a two and 10 team last year. And I'm glad the big 10 gave him, I w- was it, was it, media or was it coaches that voted him i don't uh, i don't know off the top of my regardless head. it d- doesn't matter i mean i'm glad i mean not too many players on a two and ten team um get put on any lists that just shows um whether it was coaches or players or coaches or media um that he he's got a ton of respect in conference yeah um yeah that's all i've got to add on jay when i when i referenced our boy that's who this guy is noah Pierre. <laughs> this is the noah Pierre podcast um also known as the leo podcast but richard senior um i can't wait to watch him play with a with a hopefully healthy backfield around him the whole time um i thought maybe i wrote down maybe he was our best corner last year uh one interception he blocked uh, one of the punts against idaho five passes defended um as i said at least me a personal favorite on um outside of mullen on the defensive backfield uh, Noah Pierre, I think, I mean, if I'm just joshing around right now, 
I, I don't know if we run Noah. Does Noah appear to see the Husky position at all? Um, he's one of those like floating athletes. You can line him up outside, but you could also line him up on the inside Husky stuff like that too. Anything else you want to add on Noah Pierre? He would be, so he came in as a safety. Now, again, he's, he's four or five years, four years removed from high school, maybe five, maybe five years, retro senior. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's been, but that was his position. He knows the safety position. I don't know if he's big enough for the Husky position, but yeah, I mean, I think you know how much Tom Allen rotates his corners. I think he he will play and he will play a lot. And, and I don't I don't think position matters too much in regards to him last year. I don't know if I can say he was our best corner, but he was our most reliable corner. Taiwan got torched in a game or two. Yeah, big play J. Yeah. How many times were we thinking like, oh, you gotta catch that interception or you gotta make that play? Those things just didn't happen with Noah Pierre. Like he made the plays he needed to make. Um, so he he's, I mean, again, he's what you want as a veteran in that um secondary. He is he's Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Um we're going to run through a couple depth pieces, I think, kind of some guys that should show up on the two deep. Um, and we'll, we'll just go quick through these. Uh, Chris Keys, Brandon. We've heard about Chris Keys, I feel like, for the last, I feel like it's been a decade, maybe, but it's only been three years. Uh, last year, didn't see the field at all due to a redshirt. Uh, well, they redshirted him due to the injury. Injury early in fall camp, I think, uh, was having a pretty good fall camp and then tore an ACL, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Chris Key is an intriguing cornerback that hasn't really seen much of the field for IU. Um, could see some this year, I think. If, uh, if you see a couple just rough, two deeps, they've got him backing up Taiwan on the outside. So um, an intriguing prospect. Anything you want to add on Chris Keys? Can I make a joke? Sure. I mean, I feel like I think Christopher Keys is like cryptocurrency. I hear a lot about it. I just don't know if I believe it. Um, but then I know, I know I'll believe it when I see it, because again, like you said, every coach, every, again, he just pops up all the time. Um, I'm excited to see it. Got, got to see it first. Got to see it. Um, but yeah, his his name is constantly in, uh, in circles. Yep. Uh, two other guys, super quick. We don't even have to spend much time on him, but, uh, Lim Watway Neely, a guy that I've talked about, oh, little bit uh through the 89 episodes that we've done another redshirt freshman another guy that didn't see the field at all last year another guy that i think could play a factor somewhere along the way um and then d1 mccullough the second uh redshirt junior transfer he transferred from miami ohio last year and roethlisberger uh, you uh second season at i you played 10 games last year all on special teams I, th- I thought maybe he saw a little bit of the field on defense but maybe not Again, another depth piece there. But, yeah, let's get into some of the freshmen. Brandon, do you want to talk about the freshmen that are coming in? These are the ex- two really – In, in regards to dealing really with color, someone needs to play kick return. It's a thankless job. That's true. That's um, true. I mean, how can you not talk about Travell Mullen, right? Um, thanks to your amazing research, I, I'm sure I knew this but just forgot, seventh highest rated recruit in history. Is that right, Michael? So, yeah, yeah. According know. to twenty four seven sports, the seventh highest rated recruit in IU football history. 
I mean, they're number one and number seven coming in this year. He's going to see the field. Taiwan did. Um, Seth and I covered it when we covered uh, offensive linemen and defensive linemen. You play talent. You just do. Um, and this guy has it in spades. He has, yeah, I mean, 5'11", 170. I think you'd like to see a little bit more meat on those bones. But, I mean, still, I'd find a way. Um, and if anything, it will be a, like Big Ten Network will eat this up. The Mullins on the field at the same time. And what do you need after a 2-10 and 10 season? You need buzz. You yeah. need storylines. You need relevance. If anything, that's what Trevon Mullen does. It's just also awesome that he happens to be the seventh highest rated recruit of all time. Yeah. So you're not just doing it for the clicks. You're also doing it because it could produce some uh, pretty amazing results. Yeah, another another recruiter, too, at least on the social media, uh, did a pretty good job of recruiting um, some of these other guys in to uh, to this, this record class. So um, the next guy in the class, uh, a guy that's in school already, um, making some pretty decent impacts in spring practice, at least, uh, three-star freshman James Mons the third. Um, I'm going to call him the pedigree. Can we, is that going to stick or is that too? I like it. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to call him Nebraska. He, he was, he was a, um, he was a Nebraska uh, legacy, right? Yeah. He, he, he was a legacy right into Nebraska. Yeah. And he said, I'm out. So that's a reason why I love James Mond. Me too. Um, but yeah, guy's going to be an absolute stud. I mean, our, our secondary, our cornerback room is just loaded yeah uh another guy out of miami florida jamari sharp uh three-star freshman coming in this year um i wrote down i think he might be the most forgotten recruit in this entire class um he's not over the top rated but pretty good offers lsu missouri georgia tech just to name a couple of them 61180 if you if you notice kind of the frame that they're looking for that's coming in um, we'll talk about Philip Dunham a little bit later in the safety position, 6'1, 180. Uh, you got Jamari Sharp, 6'1, 180. James Mons just borderlining on six feet. Mullen borderline six feet. I mean, he's they're both of them right there. They want that, I guess you would say, almost taller side of the corners. Um, and we all played NCAA football, yeah, right? I only recruited corners that were six feet and up. Um, you know, I mean, I didn't care. I, I would take a four star six foot and over instead of a, you know, a five star who's five, eight. Right. Um, give me a tall corner all day. Jamari Sharp. Um, I mean, six, one, one eighty. Holy cow. You're, you're right. I had forgotten about him until your amazing outline here. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just fell in love again. Yeah. Um, speaking of falling in love, uh, Brylin Lanier. Uh, have you seen his commitment picture with this kid? No. It's great, man. It's great. Loved it immediately as soon as they saw it. He's got his little girl. Hold on, his little girl. She's got the big helmet on. She's got to be like maybe a year and a half old. I don't know, something like that, but it's a cool picture. Um, check it out. It's on the IU Twitter account somewhere and on his Twitter account. Transfer from uh, Alabama. Everybody made fun of us. And when I say us, I guess I guess you consider us part of the IU media um 
made fun of IU media for saying, for making a big deal about talking about a transfer from Alabama coming to IU. Um, I don't know what else you're supposed to put on a headline, but you know, there you go. Technically he was a walk on, uh, Brandon, I thought maybe we talked about him seeing some of the field, but according to Alabama's website, he never saw the field last year. Um, or at least didn't, uh, accrue any stats. No, he, he played on special teams. So, I mean, you don't need to block, um, and you don't need to eat up blocks to show up. Um, I was going to say he, he looked played minutes in uniform in the pictures that I saw. So technically yeah, no, he, he, he saw the field. He played in the national championship. Well, there you go. Um, I don't know what to expect here. What do you, what, what do you think? Why do you come to IU? Do you come to IU for a scholarship and you get to go to a good school and you get to ride through the program? No, if you wanted to ride through the program, we were stayed at Alabama, continue to play special teams. Um, I think Seth and I covered this actually. I'm not sure if, if you were on there, um, but uh, yeah, like Seth and I said, um, you know, he, he came here to play. He was on the Alabama football team. Um, if he wanted to just be on a team, he's coming here to play. And IU, I think, brought him to play. Um, I don't expect him to play this year because, I mean, is he jumping Noah Pierre? Is he playing jumping big play Jay? Is he, is he jumping the Mullen brothers? I wouldn't expect that. But knowing you got him, Jamari Sharp, James Mons, and then Travell Mullen, that is four really, really good freshmen um, players coming into the program. Mm-hmm. So that is super, super exciting. Again, I'm, I'm not expecting much from him this year, but uh, he, he's in that second wave um, next year that I think, you know, when we're covering this a year from now, he is going to be a much bigger part of this podcast. Yeah. And yeah, as you said, it's another one of those pieces where, yeah, sure, we'll add him in, get some depth back there uh, in the defensive backfield. It's another scholarship thing that doesn't really hurt the program. So, yeah, really excited to see what he's doing. Brandon, I'll let you take over at the safeties, man. Get started with one of your your favorite guys. You're letting me take this guy and not the next guy? No, Um, I'll let you talk about both of them if you want. No, please don't. Um, I want to talk about the guy after that. Uh, but like a Monster Matthews, again, very similar to Taiwan Mullen. You're not listening to this podcast without knowing who Monster Matthews is. He is a uh, senior plus. Um, he was IU's defensive player of the year. Um, this guy, uh, again, knows winning, and he knows how to make winning plays. And what else can you say about uh, the safety? Uh, again, he the, there was going to be monster uh, shoes to fill um, with Johnson go, getting um, drafted to the, the Denver Broncos. Um, and I think monster did about as good as you could. I would love to see some turnovers out of the guy. Um, I think that was it's probably the thing that is keeping him off um, possibly all conference teams. But if he can snag a couple uh, turnovers, then, then I think this solidly puts this guy into, you know, third team or second team. Um, Seth, do you have anything to add about Monster Matthews? No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, he's kind of the guy that you would expect to be the most consistent returning player from last year. 
and you'd really expect him to be the leader of the secondary usually and of course not not to say that he's better than Mullen or anybody else but just the idea that safeties are usually the quarterbacks of the defense so a lot of the calls for the secondary are going to be run through him I would assume um, so you'd really want to see the leadership and the uh, and the turnovers really take uh, take hold yeah I'd agree with you um, I, I think the next guy we're going to talk about may almost be the leader uh we've seen monster monster is not a very like derogative person he doesn't seem like he's ever in the forefront of anything so i I mean again they keep it pretty locked up here during the fall and the spring practice um so we're not sure exactly how he's how he's adjusting without some of the other people back there without mike on the field so um but i think brian fit brian fitzgerald again brings a ton of experience obviously i think he's 32 years old now um after being that whole thing his freshman year was a disaster couldn't see the field but um great kid from what i understand redshirt freshman senior plus so he's uh i guess he would be 23 i mean if everything sticks together 23 24 maybe even this year uh just uh, and brandon may not totally agree and again i don't want to crap on college kids but I think he's super solid. I don't think he's anything crazy, flashy, over the top. Like Monster, obviously, makes big-time plays, big-time hits, can cover, can make interceptions. Brian, I think, is just solid. I don't think he's, he's just a, he's just a ball player. What do you think, Brian? I mean, I've been vocal on um, opportunity gaps that Bryant needs to cover, and I, he improved last year. Um, he didn't get absolutely torched in coverage um do i think he needs to take another step yes do i think he can take another step he showed that he could so i despite him being 23 he committed almost like he committed in 2016 so yes this guy is 23 years old um but you can still improve uh, despite what, you know, NBA scouts say, you can still get better at age 23. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to give Bryant the benefit of the doubt. He's done it once. He can do it again. Um, and, uh, and it'll be needed. Yep. Uh, another guy that you love um, alongside another guy that brings a ton of depth as well and experiences safety, Josh Sanguinetti, redshirt junior, in and out a lot last year with injuries. Um, but when he was healthy, he was second best safety we had on the team, probably. I mean, overall performance. Now, granted that the Sean Shivers Twitter viral video doesn't really help his reputation right now, um, considering I think both of his ankles are still inside Moen Camp Field. Is that what it's called? Yes. Uh, Pavilion, whatever it's called. Um, but uh, Josh Sanguinetti, Brandon. You know, I loved him. I loved him when we stole him uh, from Maryland right on signing day. Um, was it Maryland or Florida State? Dude, I think it was USC. Um, no, I'm gonna look real so. quick. I know I'm I don't think sure so. it was Josh Sanguinetti. Um, that's what we, that's we got a that's what we got a producer from. Um, he doesn't know. Uh, but regardless, I've loved him since day one. Um, his his redshirt freshman year. Um, holy cow! You just saw it again last year. Was he was as you mentioned in and out with injuries, but I think this guy just oozes potential. Um. I you have here he could jump fits as a starter that would not shock me whatsoever um similar to you know what I was saying about um 
what I was saying about Noah Pierre, you know, even if he isn't, even if Sanguinetti's not a starter, he's going to play a ton of snaps. And uh, yeah, he, I mean, he just goes, he just goes every time he's on the field. I love him. Have we got any confirmation yet, Seth? Uh, He was getting recruited heavily by Oregon, Michigan, Boston College, Miami, Nebraska, Vanderbilt, Georgia Tech, Missouri, Stanford, and Penn State. So none of those. So not USC, not Florida State or Maryland. So didn't didn't find any of that on 24-7. Maybe. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of is uh, Burgess. I think Juwan Burgess was the the USC transfer Um, or decommitment that came over. Next on the list, man, my voice is uh, going for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Jonathan Haynes, Brandon, the Ole Miss transfer from two years ago, I think. Uh, his last year, graduate plus, if, if I guess if Brian Fitzgerald is 32, then that makes Jonathan Haynes 33 years old. Uh, played in four games last year. Um, again, another depth piece. Uh, we talked about that a lot on the cornerback position. Um, brings experience, obviously, a little bit in the SEC for two years. Um, didn't play a lot last year, but again, I think could could add some some much needed depth behind the top three. Um, next guy, Brandon. I think I called him at some point. Uh, your Bryant Fair, uh, Bryant Fitzgerald two, um, Bryson Bonds. I don't know what your problem is with him. Uh, constantly but, gets smoked. But That's the junior problem. from Texas. Uh, I I wrote down here. It's an it, it's an early which there is no such thing because they don't exist but like Bragg's question section. Uh, is this a now or never season for Bryson? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was super hard on Bryson last year. Super, super hard on Bryson. Um, but I, I felt like I was the same two years ago on Brian Fitzgerald. So um, I think you hit the nail on the head as a now or never. Um, Fitzgerald showed that he got better. Uh, so it's possible. Um, and, and Bryant did it his junior year. So, um, yeah, he, he can lean on the experience that he has played. He can lean on the experience of, um, you know, an elder statesman who was in a similar boat that he was. Um, I do think he is behind the four other guys, but IU plays three safeties, which means you need at least five or six guys. So Bryson is going to be on the field. So he needs to get better. Monster. Fitzgerald, Sengetti, Haynes. I think you those are pretty four known commodities. I think you know what you're getting out of those four. Mm-hmm. I think Bryson um, is sort of the uh, – what, what are you going to get out of him? Um, because we need something. I'm ready for a flash for sure. I, I was pretty high on him coming out of high school. Again, I'll, I'll go with you, but I won't be as harsh. But haven't seen – I think we've seen some things. I think he's made a, a couple of plays uh last year but nothing really has popped out as incredible so ready to see some of that very encouraged um by some of the stuff i've heard out of of uh spring camp so far but uh the next guy and and again guys we didn't i don't think they covered they did linebackers without me or did i do linebackers no it was last week it was last week we uh did you guys talk about the husky position on the d-line at all no no so i guess kind of any of these guys that we talked about last week um, I mean, really, even with like Miles Jackson could see some Husky at some point. Um, I mean, the next guy I'm going to talk about would almost fit it perfectly. And it's Philip Dunham, the, the true freshman coming in. 
Uh, he's kind of, it depends on which recruiting service you look at either a four, three or four star from Miami, Florida. Again, another one of those guys that is, was not over the top hyped and nobody knows who I'm talking about major offers again. I mean, across the board, I mean, even bigger offers than what, um, uh, I already forgot <laughs> what Jamari Sharp had coming out last year. Uh, this kid, this kid could be the real deal. Could play safety to fill in where monster is going to leave. Um, could also see some Husky stuff. Uh, what do you think on Phil Dunham? And then we'll wrap up the uh, defensive backfield. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think Dunham and Greer. I don't know. You're going to talk about Greer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting about Jordan Greer. Yeah, so I think I, Greer could see it as well. Yeah, I mean, those are two guys that I think are one of them is going to have to play just by numbers. We've talked about five safeties. We play three safeties, so you need two. Um, and, and you know, for a two deep, so I think one of these guys is going to see the field. Um, I personally think it's going to be Dunham. Um, he just kind of has that bigger frame. Um, but Jordan Greer is also six foot. Um, so uh, again, one of these guys are going to uh, going to see the field, and uh, I'm excited to see which one makes it. Yeah, Jordan Greer. Um, again, one of those guys that like you didn't hear anything from him last year. I'm not sure. Jordan, did he see the field at all, Brandon? Maybe just a, a touch here and there. Um, but a kid that came out of high school, pretty, pretty, um, lowly ranked, I would say in that he class. was out of the top of thousand yeah, yeah. He was the lower in the 2021 class, but some, I mean, not trash offers across his board or anything. The kid is, uh, you know, if you look at some of these two deeps that are floating around, uh, has made his way onto some of the two deeps in the Husky position and the safety position, um, Again, one of those guys that uh, just like a lot of this team, to be honest with you, Brandon, uh, they're all wild card. We don't know what we're going to get right now. I mean, really outside of our starting corners and our starting safeties, everybody else is n- new. It seems like everywhere else on each side of the ball. So um, again, Jordan Greer, somebody that could step right in and make a huge impact in 22. Can, can I give my quick two deep since I wasn't on that episode? Uh, we never submitted our defense too deep, to be honest. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, go ahead, do it. Let's so do I got, right I got, now. I got Taiwan and uh, big play J okay. as uh, both cornerback ones. Okay. Then I got um, Travell Mullen and Chris keys as the quarterback twos. Okay. And then um, even though Mons is in, in camp right now, you don't have him. Okay. I do not. It'll, it'll be him or keys for okay. sure that I, that I think. Um, but again, I'm just believing, believing when I'm reading about keys, but yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be between Mons and Mons and keys for that last on the two deep. Um, and then the safety positions um, I have monster and Fitzgerald followed by um, Sangetti and Bryce bonds. Um, and then for the Husky position, I have Noah Pierre. Um, and then I possibly have Phil Dunham. Um, I just love his size and, and that, that Husky position has to play the run and he is definitely physical enough to, to play the run. So um, if there's a, there's a spot on that two deep that I'm not comfortable with, it is probably quarterback two and Husky two. Yeah. But I think those are kind of the open positions as we go into camp um, for, for the secondary. Yeah. It's super interesting. Well, I can't wait for fall camp to start. Maybe some more stuff will come out. Maybe we'll get out there. I don't know. We don't know anything. Um, position preview. That's it for the defensive backs. Let's, this is going to be so quick, dude. Uh, special teams. 
should be very easy. Who's kicking the ball for us through the field goals? Chucky! Who's punting? They'll all say. There he is. James Evans, Zach. The, uh, the kickoffer. The kickoffer. Kickoffer. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that. The kickoff guy. Uh, do you think Chris Freeman does kickoffs? Kind of Chuck's Chuck's uh, predecessor. Yeah, same as Lay. Predecessor, I, mean, I guess. Don't, protege. Don't, don't wear it out, man. Keep Chucky for uh, scoring points. Yeah, for 50, 50 bombs, not for uh, kickoffs. Yeah. Um, kick returner and punt returner should be fairly interesting. I've got four people listed for kick returner. I want to get your thoughts. David Allen. Yeah, no, I know, I know where you're going, but I okay. think I know who I want. David Ellis, DJ Matthews, Sean Shivers, Lucas. Uh, I'm sorry, Jalen Lucas. Yeah, I want I want Lucas returning the ball. I want I want him to do electric things. Um, he's probably going to get the least amount of snaps out of Ellis, DJ, and Shivers. I'd rather keep their hits in an offensive setting and not in a high violent area um that uh that kick return is so give me lucas for kick return okay i agree with you um i wouldn't hate seeing david ellis back there either but um either one of those is fine uh punt returner i want to say it's dj i want to say dj matthews because he was so good at whenever he did return no. punts hell that's also no. how he hurt himself hell so. no no well then who are you putting back there ellis or lucas again man um yeah i mean I, i'm just gonna find ways to get lucas the ball yeah i'd be okay with that so um you know what else i'd be okay with is if you want to uh read the sponsorship oh getting promoted all right here's a super quick word from our sponsor one on track club one on track club is indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the hoosier state you know what they do they craft products they tell stories and they create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on the club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies because it's officially koozie season. Um, as a thank you to our listeners, they are offering not one, not five, not seven, but 10% off your order. Not 15 you- either because the owner's kind of kind of cheap, but it's fine. Well, you're going to... We're giving you 10%. 10% off if you use LEO10. That is L-E-O-1-0 at checkout. Go get your koozies. Go get your shirts. Load up on the sick gear and check us out. Now we're back to everyone's favorite? I think so. Not everybody's favorite part. Hey, guys, by the way, check out uh, monontrackclub.com. I was on there today. Uh, a lot of stuff on sale. I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe his uh, fiance got a hold of the website or something, but uh, go check it out now and you can save an extra 10% off the already marked down price. Again, LEO10. Sorry, Brando. Now everybody's favorite time. Brando's Rando. So the draft just happened, but I'm draft crazy. I never get enough of the draft. How high do you think Taiwan Mullen can go? And what does he need to do? Like what, what is proving it? What was the highest draft pick or highest corner this, this year? What pick was that? Three, right? Three or four. Sauce Gardner went two. I think he can go second. No, I'm saying, I think Taiwan Mullen could go second overall. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have the hype sauce ad going into the season. 
I do think he can get into late day one. I could see him getting into 25 to 32. I think entering the season, he's probably day three. Um, but I think he can, if he plays, if he stays healthy, he's day two or he's, he's, he's round two just by staying healthy. I think he's coming into the season round three stays healthy round two. If he can play like he did in 2021, I think he can get into round one. I don't know if he can get into number two. I love it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Round one, round one's good. I mean, that's just, you're, I'm always going to go round one on it. You know that. Yeah. Sticking with that is who else in this? I mean, how many seniors do we have on this? Who else is draft eligible? Well, everyone's draft eligible in the defensive um, backfield. But yeah, who else could get drafted? Monster. Um, man, I don't know. Jalen Williams would be size borderline. matters so much. Yeah, Jalen would be borderline. And he's six foot. We just talked about we love six foot corners. What if I mean what if Noah has a good season? Noah's a little small. Yeah, he is, but he's a hell of an athlete from what we've seen, at least last year. I thought he was great. I think um, Noah's one of the undrafted free agents. I think okay. he I think that I think that's probably where I would put Noah Pierre. If Sanguinetti um, gets in front of Brian Fitzgerald, does that Sanguinetti's got size? Yeah, he's got the size and the pedigree. I think so he needs. I think he needs to come back next year again too. Yeah. I think he needs to I put agree. it together. I yeah, I, I would say Monsters a shoe in um, with a, another solid season, and then maybe Noah Pierre, Jalen Williams, one of those two. Yep. Yep. All right. Second question. What's the expectation we should have of Travell Mullen? Should is it fair to expect for him to do what his brother did? Is that where expectations are? Are we resetting expectations? Like, Bragg, as we sit here, what is your expectation for the younger Mullen? I mean, he's the he's the quote unquote best one of the three. Um the hot one of the highest ranked recruits in the history of the program. I would assume he's I I would expect his expectations will be set around exactly where his brother reached. Um standards the standard. Yeah. Tom I, I, that's what I would say, if not um right at it, if if not better. So yeah. I, I'm excited. We'll see what he does. He he could do with a, a shot in the weight room here for a little bit, but other than that, we'll we'll see what he does. Yep. Um, got one special teams question. Should I talk more about Chucky Campbell this year or less about Chucky Campbell this year? Uh, well, you couldn't quite possibly talk more about Chuck Campbell. <laughs> so, um, other than literally just talking about Chuck Campbell during all of the games as well. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I would have to say just by default, you would have to talk less about it. Yeah, I, that's that's pretty funny. All right. Uh, it was a long podcast. So I'm going to keep it to three today. Um, we had to cover. This is the most players we've covered um, doing this segment. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave the randos at three today. Cool. Seth, what do you got? All right. Uh, a couple quick things. Uh, I want to talk more about Chucky Campbell real quick. Uh, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but does he sneak in as the highest rated NCA 
24 rated player on next year's team Mm -hmm. does he sneak in at like a 95 maybe yep Yep. man i think i mean 92 maybe his kick kick power is at like 98 yeah okay (laughs) just just want to get that off get that off my chest all right okay um two other quick ones here um we had a murder mystery themed party a couple weeks ago do you guys do theme parties? And if so, uh, what's your go-to theme party? Um, I, I love themes. Um, yeah, not me. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm big Halloween guy. I love dressing up. Um, pretty sure uh, Michael called me a, a furry a few weeks ago, and that got some love on Twitter. I'm you definitely not. I'm again. definitely definitely not that. Um, but I love theme parties. Uh, we used to do a Game of Thrones premiere party, um, where everyone dressed up, and uh, we just had a Stranger Things, um, watch party uh, on on this past Friday, uh, to watch the episodes that just dropped on that, where we dressed up. Um, so I wouldn't say there's like a go to, um, theme, but I mean, if there's a like if there's a theme, I'm going. I'm I'm all in on 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 themes. So big theme guy. Is uh is Sunday Fun Day a theme? Because if it is, we invited somebody and they didn't show up. So, um, <laughs> no theme parties. I don't know. I mean, college age, I did them quite a bit. Maybe early 30, 30 31. So I love Jersey parties because I, oh, I, I love a good Jersey party, man. You're right. I love a good Jersey party. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah. I used to buy jerseys just for the jersey party. Absolutely. And they'd always be on eBay because they'd have to be like some sort of retro NBA specific retro NBA jersey, like yeah. a black Phoenix Suns Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah. I had the I had the Kevin Johnson black one, but yeah. 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 Grant Hill White, I have. I have Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal Black. I've looked um, up the dark. Remember this. And Gary people Payton, that don't know Sonics. Need to look this up. The dark red. When Pistons were teal and black or whatever, uh-huh. they had a dark red alternate. And I'm talking, that's when that logo puppy was damn near the exact size of like the front of their jersey with that stupid horse and the weird engine thing built around it. I I have been trying to locate one of those for years for no specific upcoming jersey party, but just for one that may happen in the future at some point. I cannot find it. The other one of my favorite jerseys was a blue Allen, Iver- blue Allen Iverson Sixers jersey, but I lost it. I don't know where it's at. All right. And my last one here is, um, so going through a little personal crisis right now. So it reminded me of this is, uh, would you rather not have AC during the summer or heat during the winter? Heat during the winter. Right. So rather not have. So the one that you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is a worse situation. How about that? Yeah, heat there in the winter. I Wait, hate being cold. No, no, oh, no, no. I hate being hot. So I'll be. See, I don't mind being hot. I'll be cold. I'll throw on a sweatshirt and a bunch of comforters and stuff over the top of me. No problem. I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll walk around in my underwear. Sometimes that's not good enough, pal. <laughs> <laughs> are Are you still experiencing that right now? I told you to come over here and get the the portable AC, dog. Yeah, yeah. We're living. We're living. We're all, all right. right. 
right. That's a tough sitch, bro. That's a I tough sitch. I can bring it to softball. Bring it to softball tomorrow. If you this yeah, will not make you feel better, okay. but they say things go in threes. I, my AC in my car went out, so that cost me 1200 bucks. The spring in my garage door broke. That yeah, cost tough. me... That, that cost stinks. me 400 bucks. bucks. Oh, 400, right? 400 bucks. And now my dryer just went out, Oof. which is another 600 bucks. So that's over Oof. two grand in like the last six weeks um, in just, you know, owning a house and owning a car. <laughs> so I feel you, dude, that uh, those those unexpected things just, you know, really put a damper on uh, fun. And that's why we have this pod to make, you know, to get people through those moments. Yeah, I just have to turn off the fan so that the uh, the sound of the humming isn't the only thing you can hear. So suffering through it a little bit, but we're like we're hum. almost wrapping up here. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave whatever that what was that a joke? I'm just gonna leave that alone with humming in your house and yeah, okay. Um, yeah, during that's during it. during producer Seth Sack, we're talking about humming. No yeah. big deal. No big deal. Um, this is the children's a, a children show, show Brandon. Children the children show. are listening. Uh, be sure to check out our pod if you guys still want to. It's uh, <laughs> at Podcast LEO on Twitter. Uh, be sure to download, follow, rate, review on all of our platforms. I am secretly working on, I guess it's not a secret anymore, but I'm secretly working on some stuff in the background, going to enhance some of the things we do. Um, I'll reveal it whenever it happens. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week when, guess what, we switch it up. We're going to start talking about the sketch. So we're going to preview on June 8th what the Illinois fighting Illini are going to look like on September 2nd. Arthur Sitkowski, I think, is the quarterback there. The old Rutgers guy. Yeah, man, I remember him. If we can't beat Arthur Sitkowski, I mean, holy. Have you seen people's reason for freaking out uh about that game yet there no there are legit people on message boards um and on twitter that are mad that illinois gets to play in week zero so they'll be seasoned before they come to bloomington on a friday night their quarterback got cut by ruckers he got <laughs> he got beat out by noah vedrill oh, he's a goat dude um so yeah that's what they're worried about but i'm pretty sure vegas already without even knowing what our team is going to look like has already got us favorite right now at minus three i think or three illinois is going to be bad bad because it's the big 10 freaking west well this these are the famous last words and then we're still recording so either way check it out that's what we're going to talk about we'll save some of this for next week until then we love you guys elio 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 he said elio awesome day elio Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.